Good morning! Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. This morning's episode is titled, What Therefore God Joins Together, Let No Man Put Asunder. It shall be focused on the study of Mark chapter 10. Before we go any further, we'll begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy word. And as we open our hearts to listen to it today, Lord, may You give us a receptive spirit and a dedicated mind. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Mark chapter 10. Chapter 10 And he arose from thence, and cometh into the coasts of Judea, by the farther side of Jordan. And the people resort unto him again, and, as he was wont, he taught them again. And the Pharisees came to him and asked him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife? Tempting him. And he answered, and said unto them, What did Moses command you? And they said, Moses suffered to write a bill of divorcement, and to put her away. And Jesus answered, and said unto them, For the hardness of your heart he wrote you this precept. But from the beginning of the creation God made them male and female. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and cleave to his wife. And they twain shall be one flesh. So then they are no more twain, but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. And in the house his disciples asked him again of the same matter. And he saith unto them, Whosoever shall put away his wife and marry another, committeth adultery against her. And if a woman shall put away her husband and be married to another, she committeth adultery. And they brought young children to him, that he should touch them. And his disciples rebuked those that brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased, and said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not. For of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands upon them, and blessed them. And when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running, and kneeled to him, and asked him, Good master, what shall I do, that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. Thou knowest the commandments, Do not commit adultery, Do not kill, Do not steal, Do not bear false witness, Defraud not, Honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him, and said unto him, One thing thou lackest. Go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross, and follow me. And he was sad at that saying, and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked round about, and saith unto his disciples, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answereth again, and saith unto them, Children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God? 
It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they were astonished out of measure, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? And Jesus, looking upon them, saith, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all, and have followed thee. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake and the gospel's. But he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time, houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions, and in the world to come eternal life. But many that are first shall be last, and the last first. And they were in the way going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus went before them, and they were amazed. And as they followed, they were afraid. And he took again the twelve, and began to tell them what things should happen unto him, saying, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man shall be delivered unto the chief priests, and unto the scribes. And they shall condemn him to death, and shall deliver him to the Gentiles. And they shall mock him, and shall scourge him, and shall spit upon him, and shall kill him. And the third day he shall rise again. And James and John, the sons of Zebedee, come unto him, saying, Master, we would that thou shouldest do for us whatsoever we shall desire. And he said unto them, What would ye that I should do for you? They said unto him, Grant unto us that we may sit, one on thy right hand, and the other on thy left hand, in thy glory. But Jesus said unto them, Ye know not what ye ask. Can ye drink of the cup that I drink of, and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? And they said unto him, We can. And Jesus said unto them, Ye shall indeed drink of the cup that I drink of, and with the baptism that I am baptized with all shall ye be baptized. But to sit on my right hand and on my left hand is not mine to give, but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared. And when the ten heard it, they began to be much displeased with James and John. But Jesus called them to him, and saith unto them, Ye know that they which are accounted to rule over the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and their great ones exercise authority upon them. But so shall it not be among you. But whosoever will be great among you shall be your minister, and whosoever of you will be the chiefest shall be servant of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still, and commanded him to be called. And they call the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way. 
Thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled Questions and Answers Part 3. This was preached in 1964 on August the 30th in the morning. We'll begin at paragraph 153 up to paragraph 183. I trust you find it to be a blessing. We, uh, we were married 21 years ago by the justice of the peace. Was, was it wrong? Yes, it was wrong for you to do that. Marriage belongs in the house of God. But being that you are married, here's when you're really married. You're married when you vow one to the other. When you promise one another that, you're, that you'll take one another, the justice of peace could give you license. That's legal terms of living together as husband and wife without being common law husband and wife. But when you promise this girl, and this, you promise that man that you'll live true to him and you take him to be your husband, you're married then. Remember, I explained that last week, I believe it was. See, when you promise her, see, even in the, in the old Bible, if a man was betrothed to a maid, and you know the laws on that, it was just the same as an adultery. It certainly was. When he promised, that was it. The question is asked the other day was a annulment, um, annulment, annulment, the same as a divorce. See, when you ask me those questions, friends, you don't know what that does to me. I've got many friends sitting here married two or three times. Did you realize I'm talking to my own son? Billy Paul? But I spare Billy Paul? No, indeedy. Billy Paul got married to some little girl and he came up and said, Daddy, I'm going to get married. I was washing my car. I said, butt your head against the wall. Just kept on uh, washing my car like that. He said, I'm going to get married. I said, oh, go on. Just kept on like that. He goes around and tells his mother and his mother laughed at him. You know what he done? Run off with some little kid still in common school and got married. We annulled the wedding, the father, the girl, and myself. We annulled the wedding. But he was married just the same. He's my boy. I said, you're listening at me now. That's exactly. He come to me with the girl that he lives with now. My daughter-in-law, my little grandson. He said, Daddy, will you marry me? I said, by no means. That's my own son. You think that don't cut me to the core? When I packed him in my arms and done everything I could do, and I've been both father and mother to him, you think that don't kill me to say that? But it's the truth. Certainly. My boy sitting here listening to my daughter-in-law and my little grandson. Sitting right here now, but I tell him it's wrong. Because I've got to. I'm duty-bound to that word. And I say you got married by a magistrate. You should have been married by the church, by the minister. That's a decent thing to do for a Christian. But being that you have already made that promise and vow and been married 21 years ago, I think it's all right. You say, well, the question might be, should I come and be married again? If you wish to. Don't have nothing in your mind that bothers your faith because if anything's there, you can't go no further than right there. You stop right there when that question mark comes. That's where you end. Right there. But I, for me, it would be all right. The man that baptized me in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ finally run me out of church because I wouldn't agree with him on women preachers. That didn't make me be re-baptized again. See? Sure not. That's all right. But just remember, these things are cutting to me. I got bosom friends sitting here, men and women, that would take their leather, pull a eye out and give it to me. If I'd ask them for it. Yes, sir. And they're married. 
twice, sometimes three times, sitting right here now. And my own boy, my own grandson, my grand and my daughter-in-law. But I love, look at Billy, how I stood by him and how he stood by me. But to say truth or truth, it's truth, truth. I could go out here today and call up some of these assemblies of God or some of these people to tell them, I was all wrong. I ain't going to stay at that word. I'm going to stay with you. I'd probably be a very proper person pretty soon with the gift of God to throw all my influence to one of those organizations. I'd probably have a big name among them. I ain't care about my name among them. I love them. That's the truth. But I got to be truthful. I, I, I'd be a hypocrite if I did that. Not be a hypocrite if I stood here because my own son sat here that was promised to a girl. I said, if he never even had the ceremony set over him, no matter if he ever lived with the woman or slept with her, the girl, or whatever it was, when he made that vow, he's married. Billy Paul or no Billy Paul. That's exactly the truth. He's married when he made that promise. If it's me, it's the same. We've got to be honest. If I can't be honest with my boy, I can't be honest with you. If I ain't honest with you, I won't be honest with God. And I want you to believe when I tell you to be in my honest to goodness opinion. Don't make anything else out of it. Just say it the way I said it. See? Because I'm going to tell you the truth. Now, I don't talk to you all like that too often because you're my children. I call you. I've begotten you to Christ through the gospel. And while we're here together, just our own group sitting here, I, I shave you down a little bit. But I want to tell you, when you come to me and ask anything, I'm going to tell you the best that I know how. If it's in the Word, I don't care if it condemns me. I've got many knots should be shaved off of me. Exactly. But when you ask me anything, I'm going to tell you. If I tell you anything, I'm going to tell you the truth. I've always tried to live that way. That's why I want to live and die that way, to be honest with anybody. A little girl come to me not long ago. The woman's not here now. Tom Simpson, many of you know him. Tom is a nice fella. None of his people are here. I think all the people went back, unless Fred's still here. I, uh, Fred Softman, I don't know whether he's here yet or not, but I, I think they are. But Tom Simpson, he come down from Canada with, with Fred. And they, uh, you know, Brother Fred, our trustee. And Brother Tom, many of you know him here. And Tom's a fine man. He's a dandy guy. So is Mrs. Simpson. She'd only listen to what I tell her. She's going to walk again, too. And she's sitting in that wheelchair crippled up. She's going to walk if she'll just do what was said to you. And you just watch and see if that isn't true. See? Now, but she's got to do what she was told to do if she expects to do it. And one of her little girls, sweet little girls, I, when there's little bitty things, I take them up on my lap and play with them. They're too big now. They're almost women, 10, 12 years old. And so one of them come to me and said, Brother Bram, I had a dream. And she told me the dream. And she said, what does that mean? I said, don't know, honey. I'll pray. And if the Lord gives it to me, I'll tell you. She said, all right. A few days she come back and said, got that dream? I said, no, honey, I haven't. He hasn't revealed it to me. About a week or two later, she come back and said, Brother Bram, what about that dream? I said, I don't know. Well, looked like she was kind of disappointed. I, you remember, when you ask me anything to tell you and I don't get it from the Lord, I'm disappointed too. But I ain't going to be a hypocrite or a liar. I'm going to tell you the truth. If he tells me, I'll tell you. If he don't, I won't. That's all I can do. I want you to believe me that way. And now I thought I know what the dream meant in my mind, but how did I know? I have to see the thing over again. And not one of you can lay your finger at any time or any place what I ever told you interpretation of a dream in the name of the Lord, but what was exactly that way? Amen. Yes, sir. Never have I told you anything in the name of the Lord, but what come to pass, too, just that way. Because I'm, uh, it's Him, and that it ain't my responsibility, then. It's Him. It's His responsibility. I said, look, Trudy, what if we're going to Arizona? And what if, uh, if I come told you that when you got out there, thus saith the Lord... 
your little brother's go little Johnny. You want to tease about having his belly open all the time. I said, what if he gets run over on the street? And I say, you know what's going to happen? He's going to get run over on the street. And you're coming up to me and, and uh, you're going to say, uh, Brother Branham, uh, uh, go take him to Brother Branham, brother. And then you're going to hunt around. You find me standing on the steps talking to a man uh, with a white suit on. And then uh, I'm just going to lay my hands up on little Johnny. He's going to come to life again. Run along. And I said, then you go out west. And the first thing you know, one day you hear your mother screaming, your daddy screaming, and look, and little Johnny's been run over. What would you do? See, you believe me. See? Now I want you to have confidence in me. I ain't going to tell you nothing just presumingly. I'm going to tell you the truth or I don't tell you nothing. And I said, then you come to me and say, oh, little Johnny, or come to your mother. Oh, little Johnny's run over. He's dead. He's dead. The doctor come, pull his eyes back, check his heart's respiration. He's dead. Take him to the morgue. What would you do? You would say, wait just a minute. Wait just a minute. Take him in my arms. Let's start walking. Amen. Where are you going, Trudy? I don't know. What you got? You got your little dead brother in your arms. You just keep walking down the street. People say, well, is that girl crazy? No, sir. She's got, thus saith the Lord. What's going to happen? First thing you know, you say to your father and mother, wait, we'll find Brother Branham. He'll be standing on the steps, talking to a man with a white suit on. There he is, standing right there. Watch what happens. Not a doubt in your mind. Walk up and say, Brother Branham, you know what you told me? Yes, Trudy. Johnny, wake up. Jump off and go on down the street. But what if I just presumingly tell you some things that I think is right and tell you in that manner, thus saith the Lord, and it isn't right, and it don't happen, it never comes to pass, then you'd be scared to death of a little boy. You wouldn't know where to bring him or not. God sent me here to help you, and I want to be a help to you. And no matter if it cuts, hurts, or whatever it is, I've got to say it anyhow. But now on the case of marriage and divorce, I've asked you, like a brother, hold your peace until you hear from me. Let's go right on as you have lived. I'm taking up too much of the time there. We were married 21 years ago. Yeah, justice of the peace. Sister dear, brother dear. One time, a salesman tell me, he walked into a church as a Christian up in Connecticut or somewhere up there. Great big church. Just went in to pray. It wasn't, he was a Pentecostal, but he went in there to pray and said... When he got in there and knelt down the church to pray, he says, Ride along, he's tired, got any homesick, he's a salesman, and he's selling stuff, and said he, from, to factories, and he went in there to, to make some buys or something, then he came by the church and thought, I'll go over there, go in and pray. The doors open, said he went in, didn't hear nobody, so he knelt down and started praying. After he's praying, there, say, about an hour, that directly he heard some doors slam or something, he thought it was a custodian or something in the church. Said, after a while, he noticed, here come, he heard somebody talking. He slipped up there to look, look around and see what was custodian. It was a man and a woman standing before the altar holding one another's hands. He said, I take you, dear, to be my lawful wedded wife. See? She said, I take you, dear, to be my lawful wedded husband. Well, he said, this is a strange thing. He said, this Pentecostal. He said, this man and woman are getting married without a preacher. And so he just sat down and waited. And after they made their vows and lived true to one another, only death would separate them. They put their arms around one another, kissed each other, turned around, walked out smiling. He said, just a moment. <laughs> he said, uh, I'm kind of curious. I'm a stranger. He said, you all get married? He said, yes. <laughs> Without a preacher? He said, no. I said, we've been married 40 years. He said, we got married right here at this altar 40 years ago. And every year we come back and renew our vows. That's a good idea. See? But as far as marriage, when you promise her, she takes your word, you take her word, and God takes both your word. See? I just don't promise that. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. 
Heavenly Father, we thank thee for thy word. To recognize, Lord, that let every man's word be a lie and your word be truth. We take it, Lord, and line our lives up according to it. And we don't compromise to the left or to the right. And we fully, Lord, say, may your will be done in our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you. Take her from his hand